Welcome back to Chapter 23. Today is the big day. It's the day of the competition. Here we go. The day of the actual competition dawns bright and chilly. I shiver in the early March air as Mrs. V and I wait for my school bus. My jacket feels good. We've decided to use the manual chair today since the electric one, even with the car ramps, is a little too heavy for mom to handle on her own. You ready, Mellow Yellow? Miss V asked me. Oh, yeah. Your head feel like it's going to pop with all those fact stacks stuck inside, she teases. Oh, yeah, I grin at her. You'll do fine. Better than fine. Dynamite. Possibly awesome, Mrs. V says. Oh, yeah, I push again. We'll all be downtown in the audience cheering you on. And the team? There are others on the team? She asks, smacking herself on her forehead. I thought you were a solo act. And teams from other schools? Don't worry, you're smarter than all of them put together. So we'll be cheering the loudest, your mom and dad and me and Penny. Do I look okay? Mrs. V looks me up and down. Like a television star, she replies. Your mom tucked an extra blouse in your bag, just in case. Catherine knows what to do. I'm glad Catherine will be going with us, and I think Mr. Dimming is glad as well. Tell me the plan again. Your mom will pick you up from school, take you to get a bite to eat, and get you to the TV studio about 15 minutes before the rest of the contestants. Penny and your dad and I will meet you there. TV folks won't freak out when I show up. They are well prepared for you. Actually, it's possible a few reporters might be there and want to talk to you. Me? Why? I can't imagine why any news person would want to talk to somebody who can only talk through a machine. How boring. You are a wonderful human interest story. Other people might be interested in knowing more about you. They won't make fun of me. Just the thought of it makes my hands sweaty. Mrs. V takes my hand in hers. Not at all. They'll admire, admire you, I'm sure. You are Spalding Street Elementary School's own personal Stephen Hawking's. They're lucky. Hope so. Here's your bus. Have a great day, Melody. I'll see you tonight. I managed to get through the day without spilling anything on my clothes, and I'm relieved to see Mom when the last bell rings at school. After a quick meal of macaroni and applesauce in the car, smart, smart mom, nothing red, we head downtown. 
We find a handicapped parking spot right in front of the studio, and after the usual unloading the chair down the car ramps, seating me and strapping me in, then attaching Elvira, we roll inside. The receptionist, a pleasant woman with lots of makeup and frizzy hair, directs us to the staging area. I have to blink a little to figure it all out. Everything you see on TV is fake. I see the place where they film the news. When I watch it on television at home, it looks like the reporters are sitting in front of a huge window that shows all of downtown. But it's just a painting, and it's pretty small. So is the desk where the reporters sit. It seems so much bigger from home. I recognize a couple of the reporters who I watch every day. I can't believe how skinny the morning lady is. On TV, she looks normal size. I'm going to look like a huge balloon when the cameras show me. Speaking of cameras, they are huge like giant black mechanical space beings on wheels. Guys with headphones and women with clipboards run around checking stuff. The back part of the studio is dark, but the place where the contest will take place is lit brightly. I can see where the teams will stand and the big buttons they'll push for the answers. In another room, behind all the cameras and the action, are the benches where the audience sits. Some people have already started to file in. I can see them through a large glass window. I jump when Catherine taps me on the shoulder. Fascinating, huh? For real, I type. She and mom chat a bit before a man wearing jeans and a Cincinnati Bengals sweatshirt approaches us. Excuse me. He says to me, but are you Melody Brooks? Surprised, I quickly hit yes. My name is Paul, and I'm the stage manager. His huge hand swallows mine as he shakes it. I'm glad you're here early. Let's see if we have you set up correctly. We're really glad to have you participate. He spoke directly to me. Not Mom or Catherine. I like him right away. We roll across the studio, careful to avoid cords and wires, and enter the area where the competition will take place. This is where the members of each team will stand, he explains. They each have four large buttons to push. Red is for the letter A. B is for the letter B. Blue is for the letter B, yellow is for the letter C, and D, of course, is green. I nod. And here, Miss Melody, is where you will sit, right next to your teammates. I have rigged a special answer board for you, so it's adjusted to the height of your wheelchair. He looks pretty proud of himself as he shows me the setup. Wow, I type. This is perfect. How did you know? My son is in a wheelchair, he says with a shrug. 
I build stuff for Rusty all the time. But there's no way he could do what you are about to do. He kneels down so he can look me in the eye. Knock their socks off, champ. Rusty will be watching. Okay, I type for Rusty. He rolls me behind my answer board and lets me practice with the four color-coded buttons. Because they are so large, hitting the right one is actually easier than using my Meditalker. I don't even have to aim with my thumb. I can use my whole fist. When I hit the red button, the letter A lights up on the screen in front of me to lock in the answer. Thanks, Paul, I type very, very much. He winks, gives all of the buttons a quick punch to make sure they all light up, then tells me he'll see me later. I can do this, I tell Mom and Catherine. I'm ready. Oh, we'll stop there today. The competition is just about to start. I found it really interesting that um, Paul, the stage manager, also has a son in a wheelchair. Makes me wonder if Rusty and Melody will ever meet. Stay tuned for the next episode.